How can I follow up without sounding fake? Hey, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray, and today we are digging into all things follow-up related, as in the fortune is in the follow-up. That's a really popular business phrase with some folks around here, and it's one that I think gets overused a little bit, and it doesn't give people a lot of direction as to how to actually follow up with a potential lead or a potential sale. And today's listener question sort of illustrates that, so I want to dive right into it. Hey, Heather, I have an online health coaching business. I help women over 40 lose weight. Two days ago, I had what I thought was a perfect discovery call with a potential client. She's an ideal client, really, and I thought we hit it off. She told me about her goals, all of which sounded realistic, and I was able to tell her how I could help and the timeline I suspected we could get that done in, and I don't think it would take too long. She loved one of my packages and said she would sign up with PayPal so I could send the invoice, and I haven't heard from her since. I know fortune is in the follow-up, and I did that, but I'm hesitant to do it again. I don't want to set off a desperate vibe or push her away, but I'm also pretty confused. Not sure if I should follow up, how I should follow up, or if I should just let this one go. Thanks. Unfortunate follow-up. Hey, I love that you signed your advice column with a name, unfortunate follow-up. Nobody's done that with me yet, and I, I started to think that maybe advice columnists were just making up the names as a way of talking to the people. That's pretty cool, unfortunate follow-up. I'm going to help you turn this on its end and get you off to a better start. The first thing I want to do is recommend um, one of my own uh, business colleagues' podcast, uh, Smart Leaders Sell by Jessica Lorimer. She just launched her show uh, in the past month, and her first episode, episode one, I believe, is on landing the discovery call. How do you get the yes on the phone in that first phone call so that you don't even need the second phone call? I think that would be a really good place for you to start. It's a great episode with specific actionable tasks that you can take, and I think it'll be really helpful for you. But that being said, I have been the client where I've had, you know, some questions or concerns and interest in somebody's product or service I have gotten on the call and in good intention, like have gotten off the call. I intended to say a yes, but I became a no. I've also had potential clients do the same with me where they've been, you know, potential lessons, yeses rather, and have become no's. And when I think about it, I think so much about the follow-up is being true and authentic to who you are. I think we get caught up in ourselves sometimes around the expectations around discovery calls and the decision-making calls. For those of you not in the online space and have never heard the idea of a discovery call, what we're talking about here is when somebody learns about you or your service and you're hopping on the phone for a quick 15 to 20 minute call to hear what the person's looking for, how you might be able to help and to see if your services and products match up. And I think when we start to focus on the discovery call and the follow-up call, we put the sales label on it in ourselves internally. We start to think of ourselves as salespeople rather than recognizing that the way we move through the world should always be as salespeople for our businesses, as advocates for what we do and how we serve. But I do think that once we as business owners start to say, oh, I'm about to do a sales thing, our mindset around that shifts. We change our tone, we change our word choice, we change our perspective, our way of moving through the world starts to sound 
sometimes disingenuous, maybe a little fake. Usually it sounds a little forced, right? Like, I think you know what I'm talking about here. But we start to pretend to be somebody else because we don't know how to have the conversation. I do think you can follow up here, and I do think I have a specific script that just might be able to help you. So stay tuned. I'll catch you on the other side. So that first step is really to take the sales label off the conversation, but keep in mind the sales intention. You don't want to pretend you're not selling. Don't tell yourself a story that you're not selling. You are a business owner and you are selling. But when you put a label on it and make the conversation different, that's when you start to change who you are, how you move through the world in these conversations, and what you do next. And, you know, Jessica and I, um, who I referenced earlier, have been talking about doing the show together. And this is really indicating that we should because she's the business coach and I'm the mindset coach. So often these things go hand in hand. Um, so with me in business advice, your mileage may vary um, and buyer beware, but it's a free podcast. So you can take what you like and leave the rest. But what I would start to think about is how you would want to be approached if you had been on the other side of that discovery call, if you had been the potential client who said yes and then suddenly, you know, flitted away, um, how would you want the uh, business owner to approach you? How how would you naturally, like, if you didn't know what the rules were, if you didn't know what the goals were, if you just as a person thought to yourself, how should I approach somebody about that? What does your gut say? So often we ignore our gut because we're afraid of the rejection. We ignore our intuition or our impulse because we want to do it right. We want to know what the right script is. I tend to think of sales, particularly when you're offering one-on-one -on -one services and usually discovery calls are doing that. They're offering um, some kind of group coaching or one-on-one -on -one service support. I think you can use a relationship style and move your yourself away from this expectation that it has to be a sales script. And using a relationship style, you're saying at the end of your letter to me that you're pretty confused. So you were left confused by the potential buyer. I think it's okay to go back and in a way that feels fitting and natural to you to say, hey, Jane, I really love talking to you. And honestly, like I thought you and I connected so well. It felt like you were a really ideal client. I was looking forward to getting going and I'm surprised that I haven't heard from you. I'm wondering why. I think sometimes, and again, this is something I learned from Jessica, that sometimes my tendency would be like, I'm wondering if I didn't tell you enough about my product or service. I'm wondering that the product or service is too expensive. I'm wondering X, Y, and Z. And giving the person all of the possible reasons for why they haven't followed up. And we, when we start those interactions doing more work than the client, we have not set ourselves up for success. We certainly have not set ourselves up for the sale. And we we haven't given the client any room to move. So what I would do is I would go back and say exactly that. Hey, I thought we connected. I'm wondering why we didn't. And then I would let it go. 
leave it as an open-ended question. You've already had a good discovery call. You already had a good, um, you know, follow-up attempt. At least it was genuine. You didn't tell me the content or how you approached her, but it sounds like you did so with genuine intent. So I would make this second follow-up really simple and open-ended. And then I would leave it. And perhaps in a month, if you're still thinking about her, if you're still wanting to connect, you can go back to her with, you know, a simple subject line like following up and saying something like, hey, Jane, again, I'm really, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you last month. I was surprised I hadn't heard from you. I was hoping that meant that you met your goal. Did you lose those 30 pounds? Are you well on your, not a month because, you know, a month and 30 pounds is not realistic, but are you now well on your way towards losing those 30 pounds? If you've gone off track, I just want to remind you that I've got your back. I would love to help. And I'm an email away. Something genuine, relationship building, helpful, and supportive. I think that's the way to go. It's important too, I think, that we don't tell ourselves stories about the silence we get from potential leads. I think so much we bring, like so many times rather, we bring our own nerves, our own anxieties into the situation. So as soon as we don't hear back, we tell ourselves a story that it must have been something we did. We must have said something wrong. Maybe we didn't talk about the transformation enough. Maybe we didn't identify the pain points enough. Maybe we didn't really connect. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We make all of these stories about ourselves and we forget the service we're providing. You mentioned that you serve how you serve women over 40 and you offer health coaching. I got to tell you that that I'm an over 40 person and I could probably use some health coaching and it's a really hard thing to talk about and it comes sometimes from a place of insecurity. So sometimes we put our big girl pants on and we have that hard conversation and say, hey, I'm over 40. I don't like my health status. I don't like the way my body feels. And some person comes in and says, hey, I can help you with that. And all of those insecurities pop in and we start to feel small again. And we start to feel like, well, I've tried this on my own. What do I really think this coach is going to help me for? Or we start to get in our own way. Sometimes another way of approaching follow-up is to imagine what your ideal client may be thinking if they don't say yes right away. If it's not a rejection of you, what might it be? And you can start speaking to those pain points and those questions and those challenges in your initial calls so that you're leading with, hey, I know this is a hard conversation to have. I know you're probably feeling doubtful and you've lost your ability to feel like this is something that's possible for you, but I'm on the other side of it and I've seen it work for other women and I think it can work for you. You can speak to that in that first phone call. And again, Jess in her episode on Smart Leader Cell, episode one is a perfect guy for that, but you can use that relationship marketing stance. I think so often we do relationship marketing to get the lead. So we offer the content, we offer the value, we put ourselves out there, we get the lead, and then suddenly we tell ourselves we're having a sales conversation rather than this is the next step of the relationship building process of connecting, validating, and nurturing the person that you're going to be working with. It's something to think about because it's an easy way to get out of our own heads, to stop making the failure or rejection about us and a better way of connecting to the client.
I'm really glad that you reached out and <laughs> I hope you're feeling more fortunate in your ability to follow up this time. And if anybody listening has a question and you want my two cents, you can email me just like unfortunate follow-up did over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. You can also let me know if you'd like to hop on the line and do a live coaching session with me. I am currently accepting more calls for that. I have a few lined up for next week, so you guys are going to enjoy that. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you soon.